Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast, A New Wind en Vent Nouveau in French. I am Marguerite and I am very pleased to announce my next guest. One of the finest African elite, a young intellectual and entrepreneur from Nigeria. His name is Daborechi Okodoram. He is a certified, certified creative problem-solving facilitator and an experiential learning enthusiast. Mr. Okodoram works with children, entrepreneurs, and institutions, helping them develop their creative thinking capacities, which will be applied in building valuable products, processes, and services. Thank you for taking the time to be here today, Mr. Okodoram, and welcome to my podcast. Thank you so much, Margie. How are you doing? It's been... I'm all, I'm all right. How are you? Very well. Thank you. I'm pleased to be here today. Awesome. It is quite, quite an honor for me to have you here. And um, like, I would have to say you are my first guest who is Um, more like a philosopher because that's how I define you anyway. So oh <laughs> thank you very much for doing me the honor of being here. Okay. Mr. Okodorum holds a bachelor degree in linguistic and communication studies, a certificate in social entrepreneurship, and a master's in business administration. Dabarici has been a speaker for the annual Creative Problem Solving Institute in Buffalo, New York, and for the International Creativity Conference for Educators in South Africa. You were a guest speaker at Pepperdine University's Business Graduate Program in California, for the studio schools in Los Angeles, for the Covenant University, and so much more. Mr. Accordium teaches global creativity, design thinking, entrepreneurship, education, and problem-based learning. My guest is also a Sydney Perns Global Fellow in Creative Problem Solving. He is affiliated to the very prestigious Creative Education Foundation, which is pretty much the largest network of creativity practitioner in the world. Mr. Conorum is also a member of the Strategy Innovation Group, a global network funded by renowned authors of, of by the renowned authors of the Power of Strategy Innovation, Innovation Robert Johnston. What a brilliant career. Wow. Thank you for being here, Dad. Thank you so much. I'm really happy to be here today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a lot, but I think it's, um, well, as we go on, we're going to. You did a lot. I'll make the connections. You did a lot. <laughs> you. you did a lot. Yeah. Right. And, um, and today we're discussing about creativity, innovation, and mindful thinking. How do we think to improve our lives? So Dabs, um, my first question would be, why does creative thinking matter? And why did you choose to focus on this particular thing? Um, I think that the, the first experience I had was in 2010. I had met a friend um, in the US. Mm -hmm. He had told me that mm -hmm. what he does for a living was creativity. And mm -hmm. I'm like, what, what do you mean creativity? Prior to that time, when you say someone is creative, my mind goes to someone who is an actor or a musician or, the, or a painter. 
and all mm-hmm. that. But he said no, that he does creative thinking, problem solving. And um, discussing with him, I found that, that as humans, we are all creative. Then he shared a video. Um, that video was from Sack and Robinson. And uh, mm-hmm. the heading for that video was how creativity, how school kills creativity. And um, mm-hmm. so it, it got me back to when I was a kid, you know, zero to three, zero to five. You know, the average child is very curious. They want to try out everything. They're asking questions, mm-hmm. you know, around their environment. But as you grow mm-hmm. up, you know, that that creativity dies mm-hmm. because you have been placed in a standardized environment, you know, which does a lot mm-hmm. of critical thinking or, you know, everything. If it's not A, it's going to be B. If it's not C, it's mm-hmm. going to be D, you know. Um, so there was little room for people to think out something that is fresh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that got me to that mm-hmm. creative thinking field. You know, um, getting people back to where they started from because it's an innate um, gifting or skill everyone has. Everyone mm-hmm. is creative by mm-hmm. nature. You know, um, we, we see mm-hmm. trees. It's when you're creative, you understand that for every tree you see, that is a potential table, mm-hmm. that is a potential ship, that is a potential um, mm-hmm. chair, right? So it takes someone mm-hmm. who... Um, understands their creative power or ability um, to begin to see Mm -hmm. beyond the norm and asking questions, how do I make new connections? How do I imagine new things and make new connections Mm -hmm. from what is existing? Mm -hmm. That is so true and so inspiring. You know what? I'm not going to look at the tree the same way anymore. I'm just going to go outside, look at the tree and say, huh? Uh, Yes, definitely. You are the tree that I sat on. It's it's really profound what you're saying. Right. And how do we integrate creative thinking into early education? Um, um, one, one of the work we do with children or with teachers as well, it's, you know, um, the average child, it makes it easier when you bring it into early education because the average child you see it's, mm-hmm. um, it's curious. So mm-hmm. um, all you need to do is to develop a system around their curiosity that helps them, you know, fuel that curiosity, helps them ask questions. What we have today in most schools is that schools are teaching children what, what to think, not how to think. So what mm-hmm. we do differently um, with children for early education is... Um, putting them in a place where they learn how to think. So we, we, we put them, for instance, some of the kids I worked with, I, I got into the room, I'm like, hey guys, we have an activity today and um, let's just picture that mm-hmm. the, the roof we're, we're sitting under is leaking and I want you all to come up with mm-hmm. ideas, you know, come up with what do you think we can mm-hmm. do to fix the, the, the leaking roof with what you have available. And you could imagine what these kids mm-hmm. could build with their hands. So it wasn't really about what was being built by them, but what it was doing to their minds that, you know, they can solve a problem with what they have available, you know. So we do a lot of puzzles for mm-hmm. them. You know, we, we, we try to put things in different points, helping, having them make connections themselves, asking questions. Mm-hmm. You know, you get a green leaf mm-hmm. or you get a paper, you're asking yourself, what are 10 more things I can do with this paper? And we have them build it. Mm-hmm. You know, what are 20 mm-hmm. more things I can do with a green leaf? You know, um, we have them, you know, explore 
and get their hearts, mm-hmm. you know, um, working around it. Yeah, so that way, if they can explore, if they can ask questions, if they can make connections, your your role as a teacher is just to guide guide them, you know, mm-hmm. make help them direct them on where to find the right information, and mm-hmm. you know, help them they can make the connections themselves. In that way, you're helping them develop their creative capacity because for every child, we have the right brain and the left brain. So, but what mm-hmm. school develops most times is the left brain that does a lot with logic, critical thinking, or the creative mm-hmm. side of the brain, which is the right brain, needs to be developed so that we can maintain a balance, you know, creating newer things and also um, improving what is existing. Okay. All right. So, and um, it's it's really interesting when you when we talk about children and I do believe that I've seen recently uh, somewhere that it's like I'm, I'm going to say that it's not the same uh, the same word set of word that they use for it. It's uh, unlearning. Like I have a friend of mine; she's really big into um, homeschooling and just leaving the kid outside in the nature just to discover by himself or herself. Right. So, and and I feel like a lot of times we have to unlearn in. Uh, Unfortunately, at a much later age, we have to unlearn what we what we learn, what we process throughout lives, so we can reveal our most performance selves. And and it's just from a personal experience, I had to unlearn a lot of things to right. be able to think creatively. Yeah, um, a a very big mentor of mine would say sometimes what works often blinds us from what is possible. Yeah, so when when you're living um, life with the notion of what you already know, um, mm-hmm. some sometimes it's it's like what we call a creative block. It serves as limitations um, to what mm-hmm. what you can do further. You know, sometimes a lot of us wouldn't know how creative or powerful we are until we are pushed to the wall and there are no options mm-hmm. for us. Then you would understand that you actually can create something new um, from what mm-hmm. is already existing. So I, I agree with the point that at some point in your life, um, it happens every time. You just have to mm-hmm. unlearn, relearn, mm-hmm. you know, and you, sh- you should. Ha- we should all have that, that culture of unlearning what we already know and, mm-hmm. you know, learning something new and also adapting, you know, to the environment. Again, that's the world we live in today. Um, the industrial mm-hmm. age, things weren't like that. But right mm-hmm. now um, it's called the knowledge age. And um, at this time, the, the pace of change is very fast. You know, mm-hmm. um, at the point you think you know something today, you come up tomorrow, just something that has happened changes everything mm-hmm. you know. So if you don't have the spirit of learning what you already know, um, mm-hmm. you'll be, be stuck. And right. at that point, you, you seem True. not to be going forward. You just get stuck at that point. But if you can unlearn and learn new mm-hmm. things, um, you'll find you, you would always keep moving and improving. Oh, yeah. That is so true. And I was always curious, how do you teach children how to learn versus adults how to learn? Is it different? I mean, how do you, uh, sorry, not learn, think creatively. That's what I meant. Okay. Um, well, it's still the same principle, but um, the activities differ. For instance, if I'm working with children, um, you, you don't do um, a lot of advanced prototyping or having them, you know, you just 
you have to inculcate a lot of play into mm-hmm. into your activity. You have to come down to the level um, of their understanding what they can relate with. Um, we work a lot with Legos. We work a mm-hmm. lot with um, puzzles. <clears throat> you know, so you have to come down to their um, to their level. A lot of storytelling comes mm-hmm. in as well. You know, mm-hmm. um, you you don't really have them coming to analyze or, you know, do a lot mm-hmm. of that, you know, just the basics, you know, um, for instance, I could get um, a clip, a paper clip to the class mm-hmm. and say, hey, I want you all, aside using this this to hold paper, um, come up with five more ways we can use this paper clip um, to do other things. You begin to see two children come up with, oh, we can use this you know, um, to fix our hair. We can use this to, you know, mm-hmm. patch something in the house. We can even use this as a toy. We can use it. Mm-hmm. They, they come up with different ways, you know, but in the end you have to mm-hmm. have them make that presentation on what they have learned new, what they want mm-hmm. to learn, what they wonder about, and, um, you know, what they still want to know. So that point of um, presentation, a point of, um, you know, making a summary of what has been learned in the process, because again, you could get caught up in the play that you don't Mm -hmm. take home the lessons, you know, but this Mm -hmm. helps them that way. But when you're working with adults, um, Mm -hmm. the creative problem solving process it's, it's one way we use to, to, to work with others to learn how mm-hmm. to sing because when you're using a creative problem solving process, it's a combination of um, what your imagination, is a combination of knowledge, what you already know, and evaluation. Um, as Rudnola would come up with that um, formula, it says creativity is a function mm-hmm. of um, knowledge, is a function of imagination, is a function of um, evaluation. So we get them to the point where they can imagine newer things, but um, mm-hmm. again, whatever is going to be created must be something that has value, you know that mm-hmm. that can that 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 meets a need out there. Mm-hmm. So we don't only stop at the point of creating something new, but we bring in we do we do what we call the divergent and convergent thinking. So we have them, I like that. yeah yeah mm-hmm. we have them generate lots of ideas without judging them. Mm-hmm. Then after that, we get to, we get them to converge to make their selections. So we do a combination of creative thinking and critical thinking. So mm-hmm. you use your creative thinking to explore newer grounds and come up mm-hmm. with something tangible. Then you use critical thinking to analyze and say, "This I have created um, mm-hmm. is it valuable? Is there a market for it? Is it something that will solve the needs of people? Is it something that I have the raw materials around me to produce?" You know, so that way it's balanced because, again, as an mm-hmm. adult, you, 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 want to, you want to be involved in an activity that creates something that is valuable, that would help people. Um, so mm-hmm. it, it's, it's still the same principle. You know, adults too, we play with them. We use Legos as well. Um, so, okay. it's, yeah, it's still the same principle. But, um, again, it's the context of what you, you share. You know, you have to come to the level of um, where they are to pass the message. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. That's good. Well, definitely. I, I, I now know, I now know what, what it is. Honestly, <laughs> I know. What, like when, when I, when I see my son, he's always like, he's young. He's always talking to himself. He's doing un, unusual stuff. And I'm like, hmm. uh... so, watching him, I'm like, hmm. And then I think of myself as, as of a more sophisticated <laughs> version of him. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day, I think we were both solving the same issues that we have right. through our days. Yeah, it's more fun. 
it's more fun working with kids because um, mm-hmm. they, they tend not to judge a lot of their ideas or activities. But when you work with adults, you see people who are afraid to share because they feel, oh, what I'm going to share is going to, are they going to judge me with that? You know, but a kid, you tell him, hey, jump off this wall. The kid is ready to jump, you know, but <laughs> True. as adults, we're a bit conservative there. It is. So how, how about, okay, I know it's all a, all a matter of place and context. And in a personal level also, I, I did experience that when from living in Africa or living in the U.S. or in Europe. So can, what can you tell us about how do we think in Africa typically, I mean, maybe not typically, but what makes us think the way we do out there versus here? You've also traveled. Do I make sense? Right, right, right. Okay. Um, well, I, I look at, so in the course of my studies, I've also asked questions like these. Yeah, and what, one of the one of the concepts that came to mind was mm-hmm. a concept developed by um, an Indian scholar. He, he called mm-hmm. it um, the reverse innovation, mm-hmm. and you find typically a lot reverse of that innovation? Uh, yeah, reverse innovation. Yeah, um, so this is how reverse innovation works. Um, for instance, there was a time when when the mobile phone came into the into the scene. Um, mm-hmm. You know, most Africans, because again, we do not have stable power supply in most African cities. Yeah, mm-hmm. so there was a need to to have a mobile phone that beyond using it to make calls, you could use mm-hmm. it as um, flashlights and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we, that that ideology led us to developing mobile phones that has touch mm-hmm. light. Now, still on, mm. yeah, still on this mobile phone. I remember when I was in secondary school, um, high school, as mm-hmm. you would call it in the U.S., um, we used to do something. When you're in school and your parents or your elder brother wants to send money to you, um, mm-hmm. right there in the school, my school was, it was a boarding school, but it was in the rural area. Um, so mm-hmm. there, there was no bank there to go cash money. So what my brother mm-hmm. would do was he's going to send me airtime, you know, call card. He's going to send the digits of a call card. And when he sends mm-hmm. that digits of a call card, I take that call card to the call, calling center close back to the school and sell mm-hmm. and resell that call card for a, for a song, you know, mm-hmm. a, a little bit lower than the normal price. Now, what this mm-hmm. what this helped us to do was we began to ask our question: How do I send money to my grandma or to my brother or anyone mm-hmm. who is in the rural area where there is no bank, uh, who doesn't mm-hmm. even have a bank, bank account? And that has led us to mm-hmm. what, what we know today as mobile money. And you don't even need a smartphone mm-hmm. for that. You don't even need the internet for that. Right now, I can send I can send up to a thousand dollars to someone in somewhere. Um, in the village in Africa, you know, just with mm-hmm. my phone, with my mobile phone. Now we begin to see how the conditions we find we find ourselves in Africa has helped us to think innovatively. Because again, creativity is about you know thinking out something new, fresh ideas, you know, from from things that are around you. So a mobile phone probably. One would say, ah, it's just to make calls, but right now we're using it for banking transactions, we're using it to send money, we're using it to, 
you know, mm-hmm. as flashlights. We have some young people across in Uganda who are using uh, technology like mobile phones to do scanning, um, mm-hmm. you know, help medical intervention. And now this innovation is being exported to countries mm-hmm. like the U.S., to the U.K., to European countries. You know, we're beginning to see the U.S. adopt mobile money, you know, just like mm-hmm. we have it in Africa. So here um, we tend to think much more creative because, again, um, we do not have access um, to lots more. Remember the quote I said earlier, uh, what, what works you know, often blinds us from what is um, what is possible. So that that that's one of the concepts that helps us think a bit more creative here in Africa. You know, I remember the story of a young Kenyan boy who's never been to school before, who was trying mm-hmm. um, to stop lions from coming into their farm. You know, to kill mm-hmm. the cows. Um, he, he Richard Turere is his name. You know, he invented this flashlight that made the lion um, feel that there was a human being moving around. You know, he did uh-huh. that simply by using his mom's old radio and some other touch things you could find around, you know, and just made that connections, you know. So here you see a lot of creative work go- wow. yeah, coming on, you know, because of the conditions we uh-huh. found ourselves, you know, um, uh-huh. some of these things are span out of healthcare needs. Some of them are span uh-huh. out of educational needs as well. Uh-huh. So there's a whole lot of creative thinking going on in Africa um, in its natural state, in its natural form, you know. So what we are doing as an organization is to see how we can scale this and get more Africans thinking because the challenge uh-huh. we are seeing here, it looks like the more you go to school, the less, the less creative you are. You know, you become. Um, yeah, you become. So we're seeing more of this creativity taking place with people who probably hadn't been privileged to go mm-hmm. through the four walls of school, you know, mm-hmm. um, because, again, they they, they, they are at that point as a child where they're very curious, nothing has really, you know, tampered with their level of creativity. So we see a lot of this creative activity going on. So we want to scale that, get more people mm-hmm. comfortable creating things, you know, that meets the needs of people so in africa is a, is a, is a good is it there's a lot of creative work going on here there's yeah. a lot to do yeah yeah there's a lot all right so and um i just want you to give me like simple practical ways of thinking approaching different situation in life let's say personal business or relationship is there like um how, how would you is there like patterns that you can that you can give us in in ways of thinking to resolve certain life situations well um like i always say um problems are like what crude oil is to a multinational company who is into crude drilling crude oil as well you know problems are like what you find they're like raw gold you know unprocessed gold unprocessed diamond yeah, so mm-hmm. that is what pro- problems are to the human mind. Um, mm-hmm. That is why it's important we develop our creative capacity. So every mm-hmm. time we experience a problem, it is a call to be creative. It is a call, you know, mm-hmm. to develop a solution that might be that that will be important. That will be um, 
that, that will be important to you as much as also important to the rest of the world. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so that, I, I think of, I, I read one time about the lady who invented um, the spans material. You know, she had this oh. thing, yeah, she, she had this thing of um, always losing her weight. You know, she, she gains weight today, she loses the weight tomorrow. So she's always constantly buying new clothes and, you know, replacing old ones. And that led to thinking, okay, how might I have a clothes that even if I add weight or I lose weight, it still fits me, you know, and that led to spans material. So here's an individual who wants to solve an individual problem. But today the world is wearing, you know, the world has gone after that. So you could even see jeans wears, you know, that has that kind of um, features as well, you know. So so um, we shouldn't, we shouldn't um, be quick to run away from problems because um, problems are raw goals that cause for our attention, you know, to solve. And that, that is my approach, you know, when I face life situations or mm-hmm. when I see challenges, I'm asking, um, I, the fact that I have seen this, it means that I have the capacity, you know, to create a solution here, yeah. you know, so mm-hmm. that the men who, who wanted to explore the world, you know, or, um, you know, there was a time the mode of transportation was using horses. You know, we advanced to, okay, how do we use horses, but we have to carry more goods and carts Mm -hmm. were added to it, you know, Mm -hmm. and it came to a point, okay, um, we have, we have a motor engine. How can we, Mm -hmm. you know, so there's, there's, there's a simple tool I could get people to use and it's called Scamper. Mm-hmm. Yes, Kampa is an acronym for substitution, combine, modify, you know, put to other uses, eradicate, you know, and reverse and all that. So, for instance, you 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 encounter a, tra- a, cha- a challenge or you have a tool in your hands and you're asking, um, how can mm-hmm. I combine A plus B, you know, to come up with something fresh, to come up with something new? Um, how can I modify what's already existing? Um, to come up with something. I, I talked about the mobile phone. It's a combination of the features of a flashlight and mm-hmm. the features of a mobile phone. So that combination was done and it goes on to solve the problem of that old woman who is looking out for, you know, something under the bed and miss the flashlight mm-hmm. but has a phone as well. <laughs> right. So um, yeah. we we should we should be happy when we when we when we meet problems, you know, and mm-hmm. that way it's a good way to develop our creative capacity. But again, creativity, mm-hmm. you, you need some form of critical thinking to balance it up. And in that way, um, you would have a tangible product that solves the problems of people. And in the end, also, um, you can be paid for that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why we try to strike yeah. the balance between creativity and critical thinking as well. All right. Speaking of uh, solving problems in business, I see that you have your own business that you call the Ideation House. Right. And uh, yeah. I have a website for it. It's uh, ideationhouse.wordpress.com. And I would invite anyone, everyone to go out there and check it out. And also, Tabareche Accordion is available to be a guest speaker if you need him in his own topic, creative 
thinking. Right. So why don't you talk, tell us more about the ideation house, the, the business, the progress, the challenges, and what it is to, to be an entrepreneur as well. Oh, um, yeah. So fully, um, when I got when I got nominated for to be a global fellow in creative problem solving um, in, 20, mm-hmm. in 2015, I asked myself, um, in what ways can I add value to my society with this skill that I'm about to acquire? So I've gone for the fellowship um, with a real life problem. I'm like, mm-hmm. um, I really want to get home, you know, solving a specific problem. And um, mm-hmm. one area or areas that have been quite interesting for me is, you know, education and mm-hmm. entrepreneurship. Um, mm-hmm. And these are very core cool to me because I believe that in Africa, we, we, our greatest assets uh, is humans because we have the, the largest number of young people in the world mm-hmm. when it comes, mm-hmm. we're the continent with the largest number of young people aged 15 to 35. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. So, and again, um, in as much as this number can be a blessing, it also can be a problem if the skills, the human resources are not rightly channeled, um, mm-hmm. you know, to, to help society. And I thought um, one way we can do that is, mm-hmm. you know, being deliberate in, in, in raising creative thinkers, raising people who, who understand creativity and how to use that, and also mm-hmm. being deliberate in helping entrepreneurs um, learn how to find real problems, real life problems, and mm-hmm. translating those problems into into ventures, you know, that mm-hmm. into services, into products that can be paid for, and that's basically what we do um, at Ideation House. You know, helping individuals, helping organizations, helping institutions del- mm-hmm. um, develop deliberate um, creative thinkers, create people who are creative, you know, have creative mm-hmm. capacity. You know, who can see, um, for instance, who can look at an existing product and say, um, here's the loophole in this product and here are ways I can improve this product and make it better. You know, who can look at the cocoa farm and say, um, aside using the cocoa and eating it raw, you know, I can use this cocoa to do 20 more things that will help the the, the, the people in my community you know, so, mm-hmm. um, and, and that is basically what we're doing. Um, we've worked with a couple of young people who are doing so well, whose products are out there in the market, um, who have further developed, you know, their creative capacity. And either you're using it in the workplace or you're using it to set up a new business, you know, but one mm-hmm. core thing we do is to make sure that whatever business you're setting up, you have the customer as your key um, interest, like the customer. <clears throat> so it's user-centered, you know, whatever I'm developing, whatever product, whatever services is born out of the need of the man out there, not basically out of my selfish ambition, maybe to make more money or to, you know, to be the richest man in the block, but basically because I want to meet the need of people out there and in return, they are going to pay me for my services. So that's been and ironically, we, and ironically, yeah. you're trying to solve a real need in a society that's when you can be useful and you make also good money and not not right. just good money, but you make, you know, yeah, I would say good money is good, but it's just like a, like a, being social and also being an entrepreneur. So that's really what I like about yes. social. Yes, yeah, that, that's it's a beautiful that thing about social. 
there we go. Yep. Yeah, is is the beautiful thing about it. Yeah. You know, um, business itself, it's basically helping people, and when you when you learn the basics of helping people, you know, the va- the value you get in return is is money, which is just an exchange. You know, because that that money you're going to also use it to pay someone else who is helping you meet your own need as well. And so that's the mentality we want to create in the minds of young people who are leaving schools and thinking, hey, I'm unemployed. I don't have a job. What can I do with my life? So we come to them and say, yeah, you you might not have a white collar job, um, Mm -hmm. but you have the creative capacity to create something that will be of value you know, that can help people pay you for what, uh, pay you for your services as well. But if you can just understand that principle, you know, of creating something that meets the needs of people, that is innovative as well. It's fresh. It's not just a, you, you don't just go out to copy, but you, you, you go out to create something fresh that meets the needs of people. And that way, um, you started a system. Yeah, you started a system that can impact on generations as well. That is true. Yeah. All right. So we've reached the end of the uh, the interview. I'm just going to ask you a few more questions, much lighter than all, than what we've do, what we've done so far. What uh, would you tell me? Do, who's your per, uh, your favorite artist? And uh, have you read a book recently? What, what do you like reading? And uh, and also, would you uh, who would you like to hear in our podcast? Mm, my favorite artist. So I my my genre for music is very wild and um right. Uh I have a couple of them, but I I still love um so in Africa there's what there's a genre of music we call um high life. Um high life. Yeah, high life, high life music. Maybe you could browse or Google, you could Google that. I right? will. I will uh, own it. Yeah. Something that I didn't know. High life. I'll, I'll browse yeah. it. Yeah, so high life. Uh, I mean, these people, they use um, local local instruments, string instruments, and, you know, and um, it's like s- s- telling the folk tale, like, um, you know, so mm. they, they, yeah, we have a couple of them. Um, so many of them were in the scene even way before I was born, um, but I still listen to their songs, um, like Olisa Debe. Um, you know, yeah. Oh, you know him? Oh, that's that's cool. Okay. You know that? Yeah. Um, then I love Chinua Chebe's books. Um, one of it that really impacted on me so well. Is Ant Hills of the Savannah. I read that in school. Chino Chaba is the author of the famous Things Fall Apart. Um, he, mm-hmm. used, he used to be, I think, a professor at um, um, Brown University, Rhodes Island, before he died. Um, mm-hmm. I, love, I love his books um, mm-hmm. so well. Um, he's an amazing person as well. Um, okay. Yeah. And there's a young friend of mine um, who is really doing an amazing thing in the world, helping young people make connections, find opportunity. Um, she found she has the website called Opportunity Desk. Um, mm-hmm. Her name oh, is oh, really? I'm sure you know her. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, her name is 
I approached her. I approached her and oh, I was still um, okay. fierce, almost like aggressively approaching her. I'm going to bring her in. Oh, that's yeah. that's great. Yeah, I really love her to share her story. Um, you know, she's doing really amazing, helping, helping the world make connections. People from all over the world take advantage of her platform, you know, to get on programs that go on to make a huge impact in their career. Um, mm-hmm. she's, she's written a book as well, um, which I would encourage a lot of young people to to read. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's there online as well. Um, so very, very nice. Yeah, um, yeah. Very absolutely. nice to get her yeah. on board. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get her. <laughs> then, All right. All right, Devs, thank you so much for coming in. It's been a real pleasure uh, speaking with you. And I'm thanking everyone who made it this long with the podcast. And see you next week for more about Africa. Stay tuned. Bye-bye now. Thank you so much. Bye. Yay.